0: Welcome to Bed Black Education and Development podcast where we discuss how knowing Black history can help Black and mixed race children to learn and develop their potential. Today we are speaking to a teacher, Miss Frank, who will be telling us how she impacts children in the classroom and how she learnt about Black history and especially as it's Black History Month I think that this is quite fitting. So hello Miss Frank, how are you?
1: Hi, I'm okay, thank you. I'm well. It's nice to be here. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Yeah,
1: very good. Thank you. Thank you for
0: coming. So, I'm just going to ask you a bit about your teaching career. Why
1: teaching? Why did you want to teach? So, that story started many, many years ago. um, From about the age of five, I always knew in my heart that I wanted to be a teacher. Um, My maternal grandparents and my mum, they would always offer question well what do you want to be when you grow up and my nana wanted me to be a doctor and she would say you're going to be a doctor and I would just say yes because I know I can't argue with my nana but in my heart it was no I want to be a teacher that was always in my heart and um, as I was older um, my, I verbalized it to my mom and she was always from the standpoint you can do whatever you want to do just believe in yourself find out the, the route to go down that road and just do it so that's what I did so I went to um, college I did my A levels I went to university I did a teaching degree and then I've been a teacher since, ever since I left university some well, years great. ago now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's good so do you, you teach primary or high school
1: secondary school? I, I teach primary school and I, I'm an early years specialist, so my age, specialist age, age range is between zero and five, although I am qualified to teach up to the age of 11, and I have experience of teaching all the year groups in primary oh, okay. school. Okay,
0: okay, good, good. So, um, do you teach in a quite a diverse school?
1: Um, I do. I've, I've taught in a range of schools over the years. I've um, mainly the black um, students, they are usually in the minority, um, but I have taught in, yeah, they're, they're diverse, they're di- a, a mixture of diverse schools and a mixture of also teaching in predominantly white schools as well, because I used to live in Leicester, so I've taught in Leicester, Leicester City and Leicester County, and also in the borough of Ealing, there's quite a mix of schools, um, so I, I've taught in a range but mainly diverse schools. But when I say diverse, I, I say that meaning lots of different people, not just um, black people. Um, yeah, Asian, yeah, yeah. Asian, and, okay,
0: Asian and other cultures, that's fine. Um, so in terms of the black children, when they see you in the classroom, because I know that really black teachers are underrepresented in the classroom. Yeah. How do they respond to you?
1: Um, the, the children are usually happy, and I find usually at the age group that I teach, they're just happy to see anyone. <laughs> 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 they're coming to school for the first time. They just want to see a happy face, um, somebody who's caring and warm, um, and that they can feel confident to be themselves. I would say more so parents, and um, the parents are excited to see usually me, um, if they're black um, as well. I know that in the past there have been some Asian parents who have wanted to change their child class at the beginning when they first saw that Miss Frank is a black person, but once their child is in my class and they see what a great teacher that I am, then they want to send their youngest, they want to send their cousin's friend, they want to send everybody to my classroom because the children do well um, in my class. that how it is that's how it is you you know you when you've got a reputation everybody wants um, their children to come to you um I would say when I um was in like year one or year two I've had some children coming straight from the Caribbean one instance I could remember a Jamaican boy coming over and I know he was so happy to see me because that school in that class maybe there were only two black children so that
0: Many. oh sorry you broke up there I didn't catch what you just said You're yeah yeah, yeah. I can hear What's you now but you broke up a, a while ago when you were talking about the um, black student coming to your oh. class
1: oh yeah yeah my phone started ringing sorry um, <laughs> okay, it never rings fine. at this time and then it's ringing yeah, <laughs> typical okay. yeah so, um, so the, the area own. that he's in is not a very black area and the school that he's in is not a very um black school so he doesn't see anyone like him but when he saw me I know that he was happy when he saw me and I have cousins who have Jamaican heritage so I got the lingo if that's what you call it nowadays <laughs> from <them>. <laughs> <laughs> and did what I could to make him feel comfortable mm. and he could always give me a hug even though he's you know one of the you know old you know year one, year two, they're kind of older, so they don't they're not so huggy, but he would always give me a hug at, you know, the beginning and the end of the day. And I know that helped him to settle more than if maybe, you know, if I was just stiff upper lip and serious all the all the time. So yeah, I, I saw a difference in the way that he was interacting and, you know, he was settling in a lot better. So definitely it I I would say that, you know, seeing somebody of colour it does help the children and it does mostly help their parents as well to you know to see somebody like themselves to see a representation to know that they're not the only one
0: okay yeah that that really does help in terms of um when you were growing up going to school what experiences did you ever feel that did you have any black teachers when you were going to school Um, did you want any black teachers when you were going to school
1: Honestly, um, I didn't really think about it much growing up. Um, but I know that when I was about eight years old, seven or eight years old, I had a teacher who was married to an African man and she just gave me some <laughs> like extra TLC because I'm I'm sorry that I was uh, my parents went through a divorce around that time so times were hard you know and growing up but she when I say looked after me she made for sure the children were treating me kindly you know made sure I had my pens and pencils. she would always give me that extra check and I can't help but to because she kept talking about her African husband her black husband her son was mixed um she she was just so kind to me. Um my sister, I've got a twin sister, she was in the class down the corridor, she didn't get the same treatment. And right. our experience of school, you would wonder if we were even in the same country because she had a tough time with her teachers, whereas I somehow managed to get teachers who were sensitive and caring to me um for, for the most part. Um yeah, I at the time growing up I didn't think of it. Looking back now as an older person um, with experience, it would have been nice. Because as well, you have the cultural, some of the cultural similarities. I know for me, I pick up books, when I buy books, you know, I've bought books from Rwanda. I've bought books, you know, from back home. My mom's from Guyana and my dad's from Barbuda. I try to make sure that I have a selection of books representing the ch- children that I'm teaching. And I didn't see that growing up. So
0: yeah,
1: uh, mm. I think that that would have been nice. And you know, just to share those cultural diverse things. I know schools are a lot different nowadays. Um, so there is more emphasis on, you know, looking at children's cultures. You know, when, when we're cooking, we, we, we cook all different types of food, for example. But yeah, growing up, that would have been nice to have somebody like my mum or, you know, like an auntie or an uncle, that would have been really special.
0: Yeah, so I mean, in terms of teaching now, do they did your school um celebrate Black History Month? Did they actually uh, go actually no. look at the contributions of Black
1: people in in history? So, I would say I can't remember specifically having a school, except for one of them, celebrating actual Black History Month at the right time. Um, some of them have tried. Um. To do it but there has been you know select book selections or in history they try to choose a topic that they can have a look at some black history like um I know one school I worked at you know um Mary Seacole the nurse yes 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 they looked at her not just Florence Nightingale whereas probably when I was at school it would have just been Florence Nightingale and there wouldn't have been any other exploration of anybody else who took care of anybody else. So they do try within the topics to look at people from culture, but I, I wouldn't say it's like directly, we're celebrating this. I wouldn't say it has been like that, no.
0: Oh, so they haven't said, this month's Black History Month, we're celebrating Black yes. History Month, we're going to be looking As, at this. Yeah. That hasn't been uh, an, an experience.
1: Yeah. Okay, except but... for one school, and then another school, you know, because, you know, it's still the beginning of the term, they ran out of time and then they did it in another month. And it's just like, well, why bother? Because it's OK. But bo- yeah, bother. But then it makes it look like it's not important when you do it, don't do do it at the right time. All right. Yeah.
0: OK. So you do you think more needs to be done to reflect the contributions of black people in, curic- in the curriculum?
1: Definitely. Um, definitely. More should be done. Um, we're we're living in a multicultural society at the end of the day, and we should celebrate everybody around. I mean, I've worked in Asian schools. Whenever they have their celebrations, they always celebrate, you know, the major celebrations, um, which is good for those children. But then also, there should be that emphasis as well. I I, I kind of get the feeling that it's not seen as as important as Zivali or as eid um to celebrate and um, the people from um, black cultures
0: have you yourself questioned that in the school
1: um i've i've questioned it but it's just one of those things oh we don't have time or you know do you want to do it and it's kind of like well with everything else i But that, and that's not my role and my responsibility kind of a thing
0: exactly yes yeah so they put it on the black member of staff to take on further work that's
1: really right because you know if there's a math something to do with maths coming up the maths coordinator takes lead on that you don't call another member of staff to say oh well seeing as you pulled it up you do it yes yeah so it, it shouldn't really be this you know it should really be the same thing so
0: yeah that's been the complaint about other, in other organizations where mm-hmm. black people are seen to have to take on those kind of initiatives yeah. instead of it being a a corporate kind of affair yeah. and then it's an additional work and pressure for them. Yeah. So no, that shouldn't be the case as yeah. as you say in in other in other celebrations that's not done. So yeah, um, do you think that because of the lack of understanding, in 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 the schools around the contributions of black people generally and in history and in in particular with respect to how the, Im- the impact has had even on the black even in britain in terms of the way that um slavery and um has helped to make britain what it is today in terms of the wealth that that has been that Britain has has garnered through slavery and the contributions of Africans. Do you think that's acknowledged in schools at all, or is it just no. kind of deflect people? Um, or... No, that has not been
1: acknowledged in schools. Well, not the schools that I've worked at. Slavery, that's not been acknowledged. They've acknowledged, you know the man with the traffic lights or, you know, the doctors, but they've not acknowledged that part of slavery that this country is built on, well, from the slavery, from the slave trade, which was from black people, That no, that that hasn't been no.
0: Okay, all right. Um, do you see evidence of bias or racism in the classroom against children of colour yourself? <laughs> So,
1: schools. I would say, in this day and age, like nowadays, you can't be overtly racist. You cannot say to a child, "You, you're stupid because you're black." Kind of thing. You can't say no, that. But yes. I have seen maybe differences in how behaviour may have been dealt with between between children. You know, it's always so much worse. Actually, I can give an example. Or well, yeah, so there was one child in my class. He had, um, he had like, his jumper hadn't been washed from the evening before. So he must have eaten and got a bit of food on his jumper. And when he came to school the next day, um, the TA was up in arms. He must be getting abused. No one's washed his jumper. It's awful, it's awful. Um. Okay, if it, the Japanese washing, let's talk to the parent before we've even talked to the parent, just to say, you know, please make sure, you know, his uniform is clean. But before, as soon as anything, then the TA is going around telling everybody this poor child's being abused. We don't know the story. Oh, no. Yeah, mm. we don't know the story. This is what, this is what is going on. And I can, then there was another child in in the, in the same class. This child has come to school. And I hate to say this. But this child was touching herself in a sexual way. And that was deemed to be fine. Oh, and, wow. oh, oh no, this, oh, she's just experimenting. Oh, maybe she just feels that way. Oh, there's nothing wrong. Uh, so you can see there's something wrong with both of the situations. the difference is 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 the color of the children yes yes one was white and one was black and so when i spoke to who i need you know to the child protection person oh she'll grow out of it pardon if that had been the other way around and that had been the black boy touching himself do you think they would have said he would have grown out of it wow that that is quite serious isn't it that that wasn't taken seriously i I mean i know that's quite a that's you know it's not happened regularly it's happened once you know an experience but that's an example i've seen it with behavior little johnny has hit so and so oh don't do that again then it's along comes the black boy doing a similar thing i'm not saying it's what i don't condone violence yes but kids, sometimes, they lash out in that way. Yes, know? they do. All of a sudden, this kid is missing playtime, missing the lunchtime, not allowed to play. You know, the volume that they're talking to him at, it's not on. And then you mention it. Oh, was it really? And they don't. they, they It's like they don't see it. They, mm. don't, they don't see it. I mean, as well as being teaching in schools where the minority is the black children, I'm also often yeah i've always been a minority black staff the maximum there's been probably three two black teachers i've had one black deputy head teacher and all the rest in leadership and management they've always been white regardless of the area that i work in
0: do you see that there's evidence of bias even in, in the recruiting of teachers and in the way black teachers are dealt with in comparison to white teachers? Because well, I know that there were, people have complained about the lack of promotion that black mm-hmm. teachers have yeah. experienced.
1: Yeah, I do see that. Um, and also when I did my master's dissertation, I, I looked at that problem, you know, how come it seems as though that there's not enough black leaders in education and i did talk to some head teachers and they would a couple of them would say along something along the lines of oh yes we have got diverse staff but then when you look at the staffing structure where are they the asians the black ones they are the cleaners but even still the caretakers who they're working under is white the senior leadership they're all white in the team oh but we're diverse because we've got one or two black teachers and then, you know, a couple of Asian teachers, definitely. And I think, I think it may be something to do with mentorship, maybe there needs to be more mentoring and more support in so that black teachers can know the direction. Because what I've seen is, is that when there's an NQT, a newly qualified teacher, usually, if they're white, they will get some support along the way. They will get someone in their corner, so to speak. And then they will get directed so that they know which route to take and what what position to take so that they can get up to headship. And I I guess I find that for myself, I just had to figure it out. I just had to figure out, okay, so what do I need to do now to get into management? I've also experienced difficulty myself, um, so one school I was working at, they I was away on training and then they gave out all the extra responsibilities while I was away, so when I came back they're like, oh I'm doing this, I'm doing that, but then I was doing nothing, so when I went to question it to the head teacher, the head teacher said, well there is actually and I, I had to go to him. He didn't come to say, oh, well, you missed out on something. He was like, well, I had to go to him. And he said, well, you can have there's literacy or re, but I think you you should just do re, religious education. And whilst I have no problem with religious education, um, that is like the least taught subject in school, if I'm honest. If anything's gonna get missed from the curriculum. It's religious education. It's not taken seriously unless it's a church school. He didn't want me to do literacy, which was the big, the big, the big subject. I mean, and I asked him why, why can't I do literacy? He didn't have an answer. So then I did literacy. Then. So there's some responsibilities that you get paid for. Um, literacy, numeracy—usually, they're the ones that, that that get the extra pay. The head teacher said, "Oh, because of your experience, we won't pay you for now, but maybe in a year's time, once you prove yourself."
0: They're really? The, wow! Yeah.
1: <laughs> I didn't know any better, so I said, "Okay." And this is where a mentor, perhaps, or somebody on my side to talk things through—some a confident, you know, who I could trust. Um, so, so I I did it um, but then it turns out that the musk coordinator was getting paid and she didn't have to prove herself and she had less teaching experience than me
0: oh goodness so when and that happened exactly did you different.
1: challenge the head? yeah and then I got my pay and then <laughs> I left not long after because I thought no this isn't on did you get, get a thing backdated thing pay? Is that the other girl she was white I hate to say it and, but her parents were teachers as well, so probably she knew what to say. I just took what I, I took. But in the world that we live in, where everything is supposed to be fair and above board, you'd think that they would follow through and have the same rules for everybody. It looks, it, he didn't say, oh, it's because you're black, but it could have been, you know. Well, they don't That's
0: have the, to say it. It's just, yeah. in, it's just the whether it's, there's it's, unconscious or conscious bias, yeah. The, yeah, exactly. in, it's very, you know, it's not overt now. It's very mm-hmm. subtle isn't it so they can discriminate but they're not going to obviously they're too smart to do it in a in a, in a overt way mm-hmm. um so yes um that's just some of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: On the job interview, um the, the, that experience was awful i you know i got there first you know sitting down Another lady came, she was white. Another lady came, she was Asian. And they sat either side of me. The head teacher came along and he was very polite. He's, oh, hi, hi, ladies. He went round, shook the white lady's hand, went to the other side, shook the Asian lady's side, hand and walked away. Really? Yes. What? He didn't shake my hand. I was ready to shake his hand. It's an interview, you know, crying out loud. I'm putting my best foot forward here. So it was an you interview. Yeah, it was a job interview. So obviously I know, well, I thought maybe it was a mistake, but all through, it was just, this isn't right. And it put, I felt so bad. I couldn't do my best. And that that was direct i felt like that was direct because he didn't treat the others and i could see this he didn't treat the others the same way that he treated me that and this was, was uh, and this was for a teaching position this was actually for a uh, assistant head teacher position and the school that we're i'm talking about is in a very mixed a very diverse area
0: Wow. So did you make any complaint about that? I think
1: that should have been flagged up. It should have been flagged up, but you know, sometimes you don't want to be seen, well, I didn't want to be seen as I'm making big a big deal. Maybe it's in my head, you know, maybe this and maybe that. And I just just left it and thought that's not the place I want to work and just left it at that and just left. Wow.
0: I just yeah. think about all the other children in his schools who wow. would be treated so, I mean, if he, taught, if he treated you as a teacher that way, what is he yeah. doing to the peoples of colour in that school?
1: Well, like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, looking back on it now, it's just like, well, why didn't I say something? Well, even at that moment in time when he turned to walk away, why did not I call him back and say, excuse me, I'm so-and-so, I'm nice to meet you too. Why didn't I do that? But I think I was so shocked. I've Like, I've never experienced anything quite like that before. And this is why as well, like, you know, when you're choosing schools for your children, as well as looking at league tables, tables and all the rest of it, go into the school. Go into the school, meet the staff. I know they have open days. Maybe even go in as a volunteer so that you can see how they're speaking to children. You can see who is there you can see, you can get a real feel of the actual school rather than, oh, it's just around the corner from my house, I'll just go in. I know that you get to see the children outside, you know, as they're leaving school, but actually to get a feel of what is going on, you need to be there, you need to be inside it and see actually what is going on. Go in as a volunteer.
0: Yes, I I decided because of my experience with the school, especially when you have boys, I decided to start homeschooling my son as a result of his experience at school. Mm. Um, and it's going to take probably a long time um, and a lot of, of, of research before I place him in school again because it's yeah. so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the the bias. I just don't want him to go away thinking that, you know, he, he can't achieve or he won't mm-hmm. be valued in any way. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to be so, so... Um, careful around things. You don't want your, your children's education impacted by such experiences. Exactly. But, it, it, I mean, I suppose when
1: you were growing up, did you learn anything about Black History in school? Um, in school? I don't remember learning it in school. I remember it all being, you know, taught to me by my mum, or from family members. Um, okay. My mum, a, she's a talker and she talks about anything and everything <laughs> under the sun. So, you know, that all started with, you know, family history and um, my great granddad, um, that would be on my mom's side. Um, my mom said that basically that he, when he was growing up, slavery was still happening then. And whenever he would see or hear a white person nearby, he would get really angry. And he would tell my mom, that these people came and they stole our religion. Um, My mum seems to think, she thinks that he comes from a line of black Jews. So I can't remember which part of Africa that is. But um, yeah, so it kind of started from there. And then, you know, that family history story from there. And then, you know, you go on to the whole general topic of slavery when it happened, it was in Africa. And you know, what happened? So I've been aware of that. My mum was never the one to wait for somebody else to tell us. And that, that's in, in, in every aspect of growing up and in every aspect of life. That she always um, spoke to us about it. Not so much my dad. Um, even though he's a talker, not so much my dad. Um, but definitely my mum, you know. That's
0: really good. That makes you aware, isn't it? It makes you more aware yeah. of what's going on.
1: Yeah, you, can't, so you can you be, can't be more prepared. Play. Yes,
0: yeah. you Yeah, you have to prepare your children, and that's why mm-hmm. we have to talk to our children. We have to prepare them for what they might face out there. Yeah. I've but it's an interesting a... thing about the Black Jews that I think I'm going to have to do a, another um, program on, it, actually. I am doing a bit more research about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting that you did bring that up about your four pairs being Jews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, how do you think learning about About Black history would have helped you growing
1: up? So it helped me to know that Black people, although they were treated like animals, they are not the animals that they are shown on TV. If I relied on TV or the government to tell me about my history or my culture, I would think that we're all stupid. We're either angry and aggressive or quiet and stupid. With my mum telling me that and, you know, learning about it and, you know, keeping myself aware. I learned that just because we were slaves does not mean that we cannot accomplish anything. And, you know, also helped me to learn the struggle that black people have gone through. The freedom that I walk on the street now, my great grandparents, great, great grandparents, they couldn't do that. They couldn't go to it. Some of them, they weren't even allowed to, talk, to be, be taught how to read. So things like that, reading, writing, you know, going to get my own shopping, not being under, you know, anyone's whip and chain. I value it. I think it's helps me to be, you know, more, more like, this is a good thing going, even though, you know, I used to have my days going to school, I didn't feel like going, but I value um, being able to go to school. And I think it helped, definitely helped knowing the story and knowing the history. And even when our my grandparents came to this country, they, they faced racism too. You know, they had to work hard. And, you know, the laws that are in place were not in place then. I remember my mum saying, I'm pretty sure she said that the teacher just slapped her in the face for no reason. My mum being a fighter, she slapped the teacher back. But <laughs> although it doesn't happen physically, there's still things that happen. But, you know, I can say thank God that when I'm at school, a teacher can't come up to me and slap me.
0: Yes,
1: you know, and yeah, it's just taught me just to value value what I have because you know my family didn't have that, and I can achieve. You know, they were you know doctors, you know lawyers, teachers. They you know they they've got brains. You know, it's it's not what we see on TV how black people are portrayed, and also learning about my family, who they are. You know. I have got a lot of family back in um, Guyana. They don't want to come to England for because they've already got good jobs. They don't have to rely on, you know, or, or think that in England, oh, well, if I come to England, then I'll be rich. They don't think like that. You can, yes. you can do good anywhere. There's bank managers, teachers, head teachers, you know, um, lawyers. And if they're going to travel out, they're traveling out to Trinidad or they're traveling out to the Bahamas. That's where they're going if they're going to go somewhere different because, you know, life is quite difficult nowadays in Guyana. They don't just see, you know, just coming here. So it's with mom talking all about her family, you know, it's helped me to see that I don't have to be working in a shop if that's not what I don't want to do. When I went to school, sorry to keep going on, I i always wanted to be a teacher but when i went to high school what did they tell me oh maybe not teaching you should be a nursery nurse pardon so how do i go from then from wanting to be a teacher to be in a nursery nurse because the expectation is so low you gotta yes. have ideas. you gotta talk to your children because you just don't know who is gonna come along but thankfully you know as I said I've got a family who talks and you know they have high expectations but also I had the sense to look and see well how much does a nursery nurse get paid and then when I looked in the paper and I saw how much they get paid and how much a teacher gets paid and how much a car costs I was like that's not gonna work and I was able to change my mindset for myself and realize those teachers are not saying the right thing to me I can be a teacher. But no, that is just their expectation
0: from what yes. they
1: see on TV, because they probably they don't know any black people. So what they've seen on TV, what they've read in the newspaper says something else. So, you know, maybe she's not clever enough or maybe, you know, she's black. She can't be a teacher. Maybe. I don't know. They didn't say, but somebody came along and said, you can't be a, a teacher. You should be a nursery nurse. And I was like, no, So, you know, this is why, again, it's it's so important to talk to your children. What are they good at? Talk to them about what do they like doing, you know? From a young age, don't wait till they're 17 or when it's time to choose a university. It's good to have these ideas. And even if they're not sure what they want to do, let them have, like, different experiences. Um, My mum was always encouraging us to do different things. I remember even when I was about 16, I helped out on um a telephone helpline for young people so my mum was you know constantly trying to help us to meet different people being a different environment and try something else and she wanted us us to go on you know all these prince's trust stuff whatever your kids are interested in let them have a go at it while they're young let them yeah
0: and and it shows the importance of having supportive parents and but not every child unfortunately has that has yeah. that supportive parent and then that's where they might go down the wrong road yeah. but talking about history our history if it was something that was commonplace in our schools mm-hmm. then everyone would know our, the contributions they wouldn't <laughs> and they would therefore grow up having yeah. a better understanding that black people are not someone you can just yeah. black people are not they they did contribute something. Mm-hmm. uh my um website looks at the contributions of of um black people before slavery because mm-hmm. we did have a history we're building great empires before yeah. slavery yeah but that's not always known there was there's always a, always this question mark about what have we contributed yeah well you know if everyone knew mm-hmm. that then there yeah. might be a bit more equality yeah I don't
1: um know. Yeah. Oh, sorry go on I, I was just going to say, um, it's true. It's exactly true what you're saying, um, that it should be taught in schools. Um, but if it is taught into who's into schools, who's going to be at the bottom of society? Black people are going to believe in themselves, and then they're going to want to do better. Exactly. But I, I can't That's help why right. exactly, exactly. It's kind of socially constructed to make us and everybody else think that well you know they're not very good anyway and then it's just left like that and it's a good idea will it ever happen the way that we need to see it happen i'm not i don't know if it would i would hope it would happen there's a lot of very proactive people out there but who's going to be at the bottom of society if black people believe in themselves
0: again well, that's the thing, and we might we might surpass them. We can't have that. Exactly. <laughs> that that's is the thing, happening. and it, it's down to us to take the lead on that. We can't wait yeah. for others and and yeah. the society at large to do yeah, that. Too. So that's why it has yeah. to start in the home. Did you yeah. ever attend supplementary schools? The Saturday, Saturday schools played a great part in educating our children, but I know there's less of them now. Did you ever attend supplementary schools?
1: No, I didn't.
0: No. Like the sun, the Saturday schools where they taught about like history things like that.
1: I didn't even know they had it in my day.
0: Yes, they did. Yes, they did have it. Um, That's where, Mm -hmm. so we, I remember Carla was saying that he went to uh, one. That's where he got a lot. He got a lot of his knowledge, Mm -hmm. and that's where he could effectively challenge teachers in the classroom. So of course, they never liked Mm -hmm. him too much. Mm -hmm. But it it does give you confidence. It does give the children confidence, and Mm -hmm. I think now there is a lot more. um, We're looking at that a lot more now. There's a lot more emphasis on Black history Mm -hmm. um, by our own people actually putting that forward and and trying to teach it, especially on social media. So there is a lot more emphasis on that now, which is good. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so we don't have to wait for the school to teach it. We have to do our own research and bring it to our children ourselves. There's resources now that we have too, so Um, yeah. That that's a good point. That's why it's structural, isn't it? That's why racism is structural, because it's planned oh. that way.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um all right. So what are your hopes for the future?
1: In regards to education.
0: Yes, in regards to education. And maybe if you want to are you thinking of staying in education, leaving education? Um
1: I'm pro- I'm thinking of leaving education. Um That would I be a shame. So- <laughs> when I first started teaching, I always envis- envisioned myself just as a class teacher because it was all about the kids and giving the, the kids that you know one-to-one that you know direct help with their learning. As time went on, I thought I wanted to be a head teacher and I started doing training and I've you know taken middle management positions. But then I realized that even more I would have to make even more sacrifice. If I want to do it properly I'm the kind of person who wants to do things properly so when I say sacrifice of time even as a middle manager you know I barely had any time to do to even breathe never mind do anything else so as a head teacher it would be a lot more so I thought no don't really want to be a head teacher anymore so then I was just thinking well what should I do now on this health journey I will probably look at teaching health in some sort of a way because I know that health um, is so important and there's so many things missing from what we're taught about health. That's, That's the direction that I would want to go in. For the future for education, I would like to see more opportunities for children to learn about black history and black education in school. But I also would like, may, you know, as you said before, that we can't wait for the schools to do it. We're going to have to do it ourselves. If we want the truth to be known, that we would have to do it ourselves. In an ideal world, I would, I would love there to be an emphasis on, you know, black history and, you know, in cor- incorporate different things about black people within all topics and all subjects at school. Um, I would like to see that. But i'm not holding my breath sorry if i sound like a cynic <laughs> I'm not my
0: so have you thought of doing that yourself like maybe in the community teaching a, uh, a a class or something on the weekend and or maybe a zoom class educating children about these things have you thought about that yourself
1: i haven't no um no i've not thought about that and now i will <laughs> because it's like, my cousin she has got a supplementary school um that's been running for just over I think it's just over a year now and you know as well as doing you know like English math but they, they do have things linked to black history and you know you know just to encourage that development she does have that mm-hmm. and obviously she's black as much she's my cousin too <laughs> and you know she's been any U rep she's very pro you know getting things done and um, so maybe I could get some
0: tips from her yeah that'd be something that that probably yeah. be good especially but as you've I'm got the really teaching fine. knowledge you've got that teaching knowledge it'd be a shame for you to leave the children completely I think. <laughs> with your experience <laughs> and, and, and your excellence that you brought to the profession and it's a shame because we do need more black teachers and I, I think so many are leaving the profession as well because of a lack mm-hmm. of progression and mm-hmm. also the bias that they have faced
1: yeah. and we
0: really do need more black teachers
1: teachers in our classroom yeah um, I mean, here, i was looking at the stats for that and it's like there's more um bang children in the classroom than there are teachers and it's even less in management um, yes I'm not, how that that problem is going to be um helped i don't know i'm not really quite sure because i don't know if it's, it's is it that teaching is not seen as something that they want to do I know that when I was at university that there was a lot of black people on the social work course, this, the social work degree. I don't know if that's more acceptable, if that's the direction that they're pushed in from school. But somehow I, there, there does need to be more, more black teachers somehow.
0: Yeah, I think probably it's been seen, I think the teaching is seen as less accessible. Yeah. Because um, with the teaching, I think it's more middle class. It's seen as more middle class, isn't it? that te- the really? teaching teaching profession mm-hmm. uh, maybe because they don't see so many of them looking so many black children don't see so many black teachers in the classroom maybe that's why they don't go into it I yeah. don't know
1: be. Be. or again, maybe that mindset because i know there's um a little boy of my friend that his auntie is a teacher and he and when he went to school and he saw a black teacher he's like oh wow a black teacher's finally come but then his mum had to remind him that his auntie is a teacher. So I'm mm. not even I'm not sure if maybe as well when there are black teachers there, maybe they don't see it because the the brainwashing is so real that black people aren't teachers that even when it is there, that they don't even see it.
0: He wants to see it in his classroom, he wants to see it in his school though, isn't it? That's more real for him. Yeah, it's not it's more real for him than he's already been a teacher and that he knows that theoretically but I suppose he wants to see that in his in his experience he wants to experience that in in, for himself in the Mm. in the school Mm. so yeah yeah okay great well thanks uh Miss Frank for that riveting conversation Mm -hmm. um is there anything else you want to add is there anything else
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking (laughs) I, w- I would just say, you know, as with any to- any, anything, any topic, everything starts in the home. Like when the children come to me, they're four or five years old, and I know they've been at home learning things for four or five years and um, before they got there. I know that not everybody's parent maybe is capable or able, but where you can help your children, teach your children um, before they go to school, so that they know who they are so that they know what they they could possibly experience and just you know talk to them and let them know that they can be whoever whatever well, maybe not whoever because of, oh, let's not go there cut that bit out <laughs> <laughs> they can do whatever <laughs> they can do whatever they want to be you, you do not allow yourself to be limited to what other people think about you know who you are and that's something you know that can be you know children can be taught from their parents from a young age don't wait for someone else to do it you do it i think as well you know like with me my parent my parents shared a lot with me but share what you can share what you know you might not know everything but you know all things you know can be done and yeah don't don't wait for the teachers to tell them. Not, ev- not every teacher is there because they love teaching some people are there just for status yeah sorry if that's negative Sorry. it sounds a little bit cynical goodness
0: <laughs> well that's the, that's the reality of the situation and you know we, we have to acknowledge that that is true but not yeah. every teacher is there for the children yeah. i mean i've experienced that myself so yes um on on that note thank you very much and i can't really add to that you've done excellently you've given mm-hmm. us some great advice for all our listeners who mm-hmm. can take that on board yeah and help to empower their children so we've come to an end of another program thank you for listening i hope to see you next time for another informative and interesting episode on the bed podcast in the meantime stay empowered thank you for listening